0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Too Many Cooks, a podcast where we explore recipes written by your favorite chefs and try them out in our own home kitchens. It's like a book club, but for recipes. Today, I'm joined by two special guests, um, two special guests and very close friends. I've got Dave here from Washington, D.C., and Maddie um, from New York, New York City. I wanted to include them because they had really amazing feedback on the bouffe bourguignon, the recipe that we're talking about today. Um, but first, Dave, can you introduce yourself a little bit and tell me about what kind of food you like to cook?
1: Sure. sure. Um, well, thanks for having me. Uh, I, as you mentioned, I'm just, I live just outside of Washington, D.C. I've been in the area for um, a couple decades now, <laughs> dating myself just a little bit. But, and I have a wife and a nine-year-old son who are probably the main reasons why I enjoy cooking so much. I think just feeding them providing um, delicious and healthy meals. Um, My wife probably wouldn't eat dinner normally if I didn't prepare food. I think she'd be perfectly happy just kind of grazing around the kitchen and grabbing whatever was available uh, on hand. And so sitting down is kind of, you know, for a full meal is a little bit more of, I think, my urging than anything. But I like to eat and I like to um, enjoy what I eat. And so I almost classify myself as um, somebody who, probably identifies what he wants and then kind of seeks out to find, you know, the perfect version of that. And so I love finding uh, recipes that I can adapt a little bit, but I, I like trying them out first just to see what the the chef or the, the home cook intended initially with a recipe. And then, um, you know, kind of tweaking it and taking notes and, and adjusting and, you know, from there. And so uh, I have a kind of a pet peeve when you go to you know, somebody's food blog and you see a recipe and, you know, somebody's reviewed it and they're just like, you know, this wasn't really that great. Um, I swapped out the beef <laughs> right. shrimp and I, I used none of the vegetables and I didn't do anything that was actually in the recipe. To and start. I added sugar. And, and yeah. So, exactly, And so, um, so I really like trying to find something that, you know, I think is going to be good. Uh, based on whatever I'm kind of craving or what I might have on hand, and then you know, hopefully it works out yeah. and kind of go. Are do there. you follow
0: recipes like exactly? Like you will measure out, you'll find like yeah, the medium so, carrot. You will measure out a yeah, cup of whatever.
1: I mean, you you know me pretty well. I'm I'm pretty <laughs> uh, analytical and very precise analytical. about stuff, and so <laughs> analytical. Um, and so uh, I do. I mean, I I maybe won't be like. The type A and B won't shine out that much where I'm just like this has to be the the mean and median carrot that was in the bag or <laughs> otherwise I will not you know it is not truly the medium carrot uh, for the recipe but um i I definitely do try and follow the recipe as, as yeah. closely as I can um adjusting maybe for taste I enjoy spice a little bit more than my family mm-hmm. does and so I try and find a kind of a happy medium there you know so I'll often swap things out like Um, you know, while I would happily cook with more cayenne pepper, um, you know, my family doesn't enjoy it as much. So I usually swap out paprika for it, uh, stuff like that. But, but for the most part, I I like following it, especially for, if I do bake, because I mean, that's chemistry. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. I watching my wife, especially, uh, just kind of winging it or just like, you know, uh, estimating with with what she's using for ingredients is my own personal hell. And so, uh. (laughs) You know, so other than that, I I really try and obey the recipe at least the first time, and then tweak from there. Right,
0: right. You always have like the first pass. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to contradict
1: myself completely uh, once we start talking about this recipe, though, because I clearly, you know, I did make a few adjustments. Because what does she know? What does Julia know? I mean, (laughs) honestly.
2: Awesome. And Maddie, what about you? First, who lives in your house, Maddie? I live with my wife and two cats, so, you know, most of my cooking, I would say, I relate to Dave very heavily on the, my wife would not eat dinner if it were not for me. Really? Um, I'm so fascinated by this. (laughs) Yes, because, and Rachel is an amazing cook, you know, but for whatever reason, and it's very funny because um, I think... Uh, Rachel's parents have a similar dynamic where Rachel's dad is very much the everyday like day-to-day cook who's making dinner every night whereas Rachel's mom is also an incredible cook but like pulls out all the stops like anytime Rachel's mom is making dinner it's like something that's like delicious and beautiful and like involved and just like so Rachel's mom will like you know does like a flash in the pan like dinner party that's like the best dinner you've ever had and then won't cook again for like six months or something and then it's like yeah and so I feel like we have a similar dynamic where I am kind of like the everyday cook who's making dinner every night and that sort of thing and I really love doing it but you know then Rachel like today Rachel's making a tomato tart um, from Smitten Kitchen yeah, and right. it's going to be, like, the most amazing thing I've had in, like, months, but, it's like, you know, I really do enjoy cooking dinner every night, and um, similar to Dave, I like to eat. I like to provide food for my family and friends, and obviously, during COVID times, one thing that I've really missed is having dinner parties at our house. Right. And I think uh, one of, both Rachel and I really love entertaining, and I love cooking for other people, Um And also similar to Dave, a lot of what Dave said resonated with me is I like to think about what I want and then seek it out and make it, you know, like, I don't think, obviously, I have certain staple recipes and Rachel's whole family is from El Paso. So um, I've since I met Rachel, uh, I've infused a lot of like Tex-Mex style cooking, oh, um, into my repertoire. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I definitely like to expand my horizons, especially, you know, again, in COVID times, not really going out to eat as much kind of right. being home all the time. <laughs> it's, uh, been a really fun journey to just try and cook new things. Um, but I, but again, I do think that I am the type of cook that likes to, make things, tweak things based on my own preferences or Rachel's preferences or whoever, you know, and make things easier, you know, because I'm not trying to make beef (laughs) bourgognon every weeknight, you know? Right. Well, that's, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, So what are your, what are your, both of you, biggest pet
0: peeves about a recipe? So the comments and like rating, but also like, I just have to say like, I don't give a shit about your husband's gout. Or like your son's journey into Boy Scouts. I don't care about that. I want to know, I want you to get to the recipe. So I, I do appreciate that about New York Times sometimes where they have that kind of truncated. Yeah. But like a lot of these blogs, man.
2: Yeah. I usually skip over that stuff. I literally never read it. I mean, I am. a Yeah. B- do you ever read it? No, I personally don't. I I love Smitten Kitchen. I love Deb Perlman's Recipes um I never read her like long thing at the front just because i not there for I get some people follow people like Deb Perlman or other people um for the personality but that's not really why I'm there <laughs> I just want the recipe you know maybe I'm just like really impatient and <laughs> um you know whatever and I think Deborah is amazing, but uh, I don't really need to know like her life story or about her kids. Yeah, stuff.
1: I use um, I use a recipe app to manage all of my recipes and take notes, and I could use it for shopping lists and everything. Oh wow! Um, and one of the nice benefits of it is that I can upload uh, essentially the the link to you know the food blog and just hit one button and it downloads just the recipe, just the ingredients for me, um, you know, pretty pretty quickly wow. and easily. So you know, I also never really read, you know, the, the life stories and, and hopefully there's not critical information well, in there. Yeah. Hopefully it isn't just like skip th- step three or else <laughs> yeah. you will die, you know, because I'm, I'm not yeah. going to know. I'm, I'm just like, all right, whatever. Um, and so it's it's hard, I think, to just find time beyond, I think, what everybody's kind of already doing right now. And so as much as I would love to slow down even further. Um, and, you know, read someone's story and maybe, you know, identify a little bit more, especially if it's someone that you do frequent their their blog or their page all the time. Um, I, I don't have that kind of time. I'm trying to get dinner on the table, you know. I'm, I'm trying to plan mm-hmm. out my shopping mm-hmm. list so that, you know, I can jump over to the store at 7 a.m., you know, <laughs> as quickly as possible before I start work. So, um, yeah, so it's... it's That's definitely, I think, one of the pet peeves I would probably share with you as well. Um, I think, you know, the, the other kind of pet peeve of mine would be if there's kind of unclear steps or ingredients or, you know, if there's information that, you know, is, is little amb- ambiguous and, and you're just trying to figure out, okay, you know, yeah. what did you mean here exactly? And, uh, potentially if I read all that intro, it might've been right. really <laughs> clarified there, you know, yeah. so, um, maybe, you know, that's a lesson for me to learn. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, if, especially if it's a, a random ingredient, um, it's really helpful when they offer an alternative, you know, where it's just like, well, if you can't find this in your grocery store or local market, you know, substitute out for this. And that – I I appreciate that so much because sometimes, especially if you're, you know, living halfway across the world, uh, it's hard to find, you know, specific ingredients and so.
0: Oh, there was something – oh, goju jang, goju jang. Okay, I was doing some goju jang roast chicken and from Bon Appetit and I was like, okay, yeah, this is going to be awesome. So, you know what I did? I just I – just, text and this was during COVID time so like I just felt like I was gonna be a little ballsy and say and just kind of instant message or not instant message hello hello <laughs> I am a child of the 90s of no DM like Instagram message this restaurant this Korean restaurant and was like can I buy your goju jang?
2: and they were like nice.
0: oh yeah oh that's yeah, awesome yeah, totally how that's much a great idea for, how much you want for it and I'm like and they're like ah you know like oh, three three bucks like I'll give you like a little container I was like you need to be selling that for more than three bucks. I, I did go to a bakery though and ask for their sourdough starter and they were like, no, <laughs> wait, no, hell no. This we, stuff we, is proprietary. Yeah, it's like, no
1: we worked way. really hard on that. So
0: we worked really hard on that. <laughs> so no. So what was the best thing both of you cooked this week and ate and or ate cooked or ate didn't have to cook it.
1: It's for me, it's, it's two different answers. Um, So, because of all the excessive cooking and 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 exactly what we're talking about, um, we you know for the past month or so, uh, we started doing the Whole Thirty diet, which we've done before. And about halfway through, you know, just like you know, we've (laughs) gotten all all out of this. This We we learned, yeah, exactly. And so, um, and so we did a half thirty, and basically, I decided afterwards (laughs) we are going to (laughs) we are going to. Uh, keep the mentality of it but um, you know legumes uh, whole grains they're 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 not the devil you know and and so having that as part of your diet especially for me because I cook with a lot of like black beans and uh, like corn tortillas and and stuff like that I mean hummus like so what I what I started doing is (laughs) you know so just to avoid you know a going and just buying processed stuff all the time right and um, and B just knowing what we're putting yeah. into our bodies. Right. Because, you know, for, for months, you know, we're just kind of like, all right, we're grabbing bags and bags of chips because when you go grocery shopping, that's the easy thing to kind of stock up on. And, and you can do a lot with a bag of tortilla chips, you know, you can, that could easily be, you know, a, a supplement for a meal or, or, you know, a healthy snack with, with chips and salsa. Um, so we've been doing that for, for about a month or so. Uh, and it's great. I, I like eating clean. I, I like, that kind of lifestyle. And I still get to to cook and prep and and find those delicious recipes that are really going to kind of scratch that itch, Um, you know, but still be be fun to make and and, and healthy and and delicious. Um, So the the best thing I ate this week uh, was the pizza that we ordered yesterday, because (laughs) because after after a month of doing that, i basically was like I, I really want a goddamn pizza and so um so, Very <laughs> that so yeah good. <laughs> uh but the i did make one of uh one of the recipes that i is definitely a staple for me um i really like it it really does scratch that itch especially for um like chinese takeout food and it's it's a pretty simple um just kind of like chicken stir fry i took the original recipe and it, it has a, a wonderful kind of um sauce that, that you know, you create with it. Uh, And it's supposed to be originally just chicken and broccoli. And I just, I add red peppers and cashews and, you know, kind of additional things to make it that full, um, you know, that full kind of Chinese takeout uh, meal that you're looking for. And so I made that the other night and the whole family loves it. And, you know, it has, it makes for great leftovers. And so that was definitely the, I think the thing I enjoyed cooking the most this week.
2: Yeah,
0: that sounds great. Maddie, what about you?
2: Well, I've been trying to remember what I cooked this week because for whatever reason, it's like I cook something and then it just goes where, who knows where. Um, But I, so the one thing that's coming to mind, and this is very off brand for me because I'm not much of a salad for dinner type person. Like I just... I like salads, but I just it's never like my go to thing to like make a salad for dinner, you know, but there is this one salad that I do really enjoy and it's my go to for like, say we've been on vacation or, you know, we've been traveling or something and been what eating is really traveling? badly yeah I know it's this thing that we used to do where you would leave your house and go somewhere <laughs> Remember else when you were supposed to carry... visit
0: me in Argentina and then <laughs> I know literally
2: March 18th yeah. I was supposed to fly Sorry, to Argentina and that did not happen um but so it's our go-to meal when we're feeling just disgusting and like we've eaten like horribly and it's this kale salad and okay I'm curious about your opinion are you a faro or faro pronouncer Oh,
1: farro. I I always have said farro. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm from New Jersey, though, and so (laughs) a lot of what I say really does not sound right at all.
2: I feel like it's a really split thing. Like, I usually say farro, but I've heard people say farro, so whatever. I'm just going to go with farro for our purposes. It's a kale, farro, and radicchio salad with a miso like a lemon miso dressing. And uh it has like toasted walnuts in it. And I don't know, it just like really hits the spot. So I was feeling like we needed to eat a salad. We had just gotten a bunch of kale, so I'm making the salad. I'm like nearly done. And I've toasted all the walnuts, I've done everything, made the farro. All I need to do is just make the dressing. So I'm shaking up the jar. I've used the last of my lemons, I've used the last of my garlic, shaking that jar, and then it just flies right out of my hand. <laughs> Smashes everywhere on the ground. Dressing, glass. It's also like late. Rachel had been working late and I had like a later work day. So it's probably like eight forty five at this point. Like we have not eaten dinner. It's so late. Yeah. I'm like smashed the dressing everywhere. Aww. And it's the sort of thing where you're so angry that you just silently don't even say anything. It's like, I didn't make a sound. I just looked at it, silently went and got the, like, paper towels. That sucks. Got the Swiffer wet jet, cleaned it up, threw it away, and just sat down.
0: And was like... And ordered pizza. Well,
2: no. So then I finagled it we had some we I was out of lemons but we had some like rice wine vinegar and we had more miso so I just like used that and made a dressing and it actually was really good um I actually think I might prefer the rice wine to lemon which is like again you know happy accident but uh it ended up being very good but the process of getting there was horrible <laughs> so it wasn't my favorite thing that I cooked necessarily but it is like one of my favorite go-tos. and the other thing is it makes a lot and again I don't know I'm not a huge salad person I like it fine but this salad is great the next morning heat it up a little bit put like a fried egg on top with the yolk it's delicious um okay so let's get to
0: the recipe so I I chose this recipe Because I, Ben and I recently watched Julia, Julie and Julia.
2: When I was eight, my father's boss came to dinner and it was a really big deal. And my mother made bouffe bourguignon. But it wasn't just bouffe bourguignon, it was Julia's bouffe bourguignon. And it was like she was there, like Julia was there, in the room, on our side, like some great, big, good fairy and everything was going to be all right.
0: I was really struck by how close my story about is to Julia Child. So, Julia Child's husband was a diplomat, traveled all over the world, brought her. She worked various jobs and but didn't really have like an outlet until she got to France where they lived for a handful of years and she found an outlet through French cooking. I went to cooking school um so this was something that was like entirely her own and something that she had you know she was really passionate about and I didn't really start seriously cooking and baking until I moved here um for Ben's job and it was really kind of touching and lovely and so I was thinking that you know to honor that we should do a Julie Child recipe but the one that kept coming to mind was this bourguignon, like that seems to be kind of the, like, iconic Julia Child recipe that is, like, this white whale. Like, so hard, super difficult. Everyone thinks it's a big deal. It takes forever. And then... But, like, when I, like, opened it up, opened up the recipe, which we'll talk about, I was just like, oh, wait, I've done... I've, I've done harder stuff. Can I do this? So, it was kind of attainable. Um, So, yeah, Julia Child is one of those, like, super... Recognizable chefs, you, everybody knows her. Our moms definitely watched her on PBS, like, after work or whatever. You know her voice, like, that super crazy falsetto. Bon appétit. Bon bourguignon, And, like, what I think is so funny is that her TV show on, yeah, PBS, like, started in the, ni- in the 60s, and because of technology, like, you watched her – blunder through everything you know like it seemed super approachable which i love and so at the beginning of the of the book um of the the book that is kind of her like that she's most known for is the mastering the art of french cooking okay 726 pages and she starts with probably the best opening for a book that i've like ever read so it says this is a book for the servantless american cook who can be unconcerned on occasion with budgets, waistlines, time schedules, children's meals, the parent chauffeur den mother syndrome, or anything else which might interfere with the enjoyment of producing something wonderful to eat. It's, isn't that great?
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. Can you imagine yeah. somebody
0: in the 60s saying that? Like
2: Yeah. It's very, like, of its time. Yeah. But I feel like it really, like, takes a snapshot of, like, home cooking. Right back then and it's like throw all that out the window sort of thing right exactly so she's like you know you're
0: not gonna see ambrosia in this thing you're not gonna mm-hmm. see like ham salad which is like i'm not dunking on it but love a
2: ham salad don't don't get me wrong my mother-in-law <laughs> made me
0: ham salad for the first time and i was like do i like this
2: what's in it and she's salad like grace it's good. mayonnaise
0: and ham like yeah you like yeah it. and i'm like, not to like what's not to like um Okay, so I wanted to read the the ingredients. So this is the this is beef bourguignon, bouffe à la bourguignon, which means beef from Burgundy. Did you know this? Did you guys know this? Uh, no. no. Okay. I Hold knew on. it had
2: something to do with Burgundy. Yeah.
0: So it comes from Burgundy, so you're supposed to use Burgundy wine for it. Right. Um and it says underneath it beef stew and red wine with bacon, onions and mushrooms. Yes, that is it. Um as is the case with m- most famous, dish- famous dishes, there are more ways than one to arrive at a good bouffe bourguignon. Carefully done and perfectly flavored, it is certainly one of the most delicious beef dishes concocted by man or woman.
2: <laughs> Does it <laughs> actually well- say that? No, no, I said oh,
0: that. Oh, you said that. Okay. I yeah, said that. Yeah, agree said that. Most Yeah, most delicious beef dish is concocted by man and can well be the main course for a buffet dinner. A buffet Fortunately, dinner. you can prepare it completely ahead even a day in advance, and it only gains in flavor when reheated, which, like, very, totally very good. So it says it's for six people, and the outline of this recipe is actually awesome. It's, it's two columns. It's side-by-side side, where the ingredients are on the left and then the description of how you prepare the ingredients are on the right. So I super appreciated it. You know, you're looking at six you say a six ounce chunk of bacon and then to the right it says remove rind and cut bacon into lardons and then it describes what a lardon is what
1: (laughs) that was my first question reading the recipe was what the fuck is a lardon i don't know (laughs) what this word is is (laughs) like i have never seen this i i you know i don't know where to find the lardon on the pig (laughs) i don't know where to find the lardon in the bacon. And I was I was just panicking. I was like, "This is not going to work. This, this is not going to work at all." I'm so,
0: sorry, but I was like, "If you keep yeah. reading, or read this other recipe, it explains. It's a stick, in one inch thick and one and a half inches long." Okay, can I talk to you guys about my bacon trauma really fast?
1: Yes. So I've, I've been I've
0: been hyping up my bacon trauma for a couple weeks now with these two. Um, so we don't have bacon here. No bacon. We have pancetta, but it's like not. You know you. So basically, if I want bacon you buy pancetta you buy prosciutto and then you put it on the skillet and you crisp it up a little bit and then you add it to whatever you're eating. But it's not cured, doesn't have the same flavor. Not, not American streaky bacon. At, (laughs) we have a butcher that we've been ordering from and they were like, oh, we have pancetta. It's like a thick slab. And I was like, awesome. This is exactly what Julia Child wants me to get. She wants me to get a slab of, of bacon of, yeah, of, of chunk bacon And then i'll slice it into lardons i get it i take it out of the bag i'm so excited i flip it over and i'm like what is this what is on my bacon like there's something on it (laughs) guys do you know what was on my bacon nipples oh Oh, that was not what my guess was
1: gonna be i thought it was skin yeah no
0: oh also skin nipples yeah
1: Mm,
2: that is not what i expected that, there that. are nipples on my bacon <sighs> y'all
1: so um, how many were uh two two very, two very very yeah.
0: just pert and perky little
1: yeah
0: i'm like nauseous thinking about this i screamed but but actually no i did i did the opposite i did the like there's a spider but i don't want it to to, to scare it so it jumps mm-hmm. on me i did um <laughs> yeah and he comes running he, he... in and he's like did you cut yourself and i was like it's a nibble. It <laughs> on my bacon. He's like, um, I guess we know it's fresh. <laughs> How dare you? So, so I've come around on it and I'm actually, <laughs> you know what? This means it's like, you know, fresh and, you know, no preservatives and whatever. But for the rest of the fucking time with this bacon, I was just like so traumatized just so traumatized so much so that in fact so for this podcast I'm, I'm like okay i'm gonna do every recipe exactly the way that they write it exactly no i was so traumatized <laughs> by the bacon i just like threw it into the pan and didn't do the boiling and the lardon. i didn't make lardons at all i was so mad at my bacon so horrified <laughs> that i just like rendered the fat and was like get away like yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: so so that was my bacon trauma yeah that's messed up I would not have been prepared for that at all (laughs) but I'm confused so you have to boil it is that
0: okay so let me read it so it says um so to make a lardon okay and actually this is a good question that I didn't look up but we can I'm sure if we had like knowledgeable listeners maybe someday mm. they'll like tweet at us or whatever <laughs> right however you email us um but it's like it says cut bacon into lardons and then in parentheses it says sticks quarter inch thick and half and an inch and a half inches long wait one and a half inches long <laughs> okay simmer rind and bacon oh so remove the rind so i guess that's the nipples. like the nipples <laughs> yeah the, the nipply part <laughs> the and bacon for 10 minutes in a, one and a half quarts of water, drain and dry. So, I think you're like taking the fat out uh-huh. to then make them extra crispy. Ah, uh, I did not do
2: this, it seems like a waste of time. TBH. Yeah, we'll
0: see. So, then it says a nine to ten inch fireproof casserole. I used a Dutch oven. I think Dave, you got a Dutch oven specifically for it. I, I did, oh, wow. yeah. The,
1: the nice, the best part about this uh, experience was uh, I basically was like, "Look, I have to buy this Dutch oven because um, I, I need, I need to do <laughs> it," you know. Um, and so it was a great excuse to basically, you know, spend a little bit of money on a on a kitchen item that I wanted for a while. Yeah. So it worked and out.
0: Haven't you used it very?
1: very I've used often. it a ton. I've yeah. I've made bread in it pizza uh like a whole bunch of different things and then that that's kind of prompted the whole 30 diet or yeah. the
2: Whole15, whole
1: 15 basically
2: <laughs> what uh what kind of dutch oven did you get talking um, um Crusoe, so we talking cast iron
1: yeah so it it's uh cast iron um and it has like an enamel finish and everything and so it, it's great because i also recently um got a carbon steel pan and uh like all these things are just so damn heavy mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and so um which brings its own set of challenges I don't know how I would do if I was single I'm not sure how I would I would do some of the things I've been trying to do because yeah um just trying to safely get you know a, a carbon steel pans worth of contents out into a small dish and scrape everything up yep. is, is impossible. <laughs> you need three arms mm-hmm. or a yeah. massive amount oh of like forearm strength, and so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so, so I got a, a few different things to kind of supplement the cooking, and, and this was the, the virgin voyage for the cat for the, for the, awesome. um, the crap Yeah,
0: um, next thing is olive oil, slotted spoon. I like that she includes the like ing- uh, utensils that you need, that yeah, was very cool. specific, super s- specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like you know, so it says saute the bacon in the oil over medium over moderate heat for two to three minutes to brown slightly. Remove to this to a side dish with a slotted spoon. And that's in the like slotted spoon. So it's like very <laughs> clear that what ingredient is used with what direction.
1: It's very user friendly. It's way very user friendly.
0: Like if I were to ever write a recipe, I think I'm gonna emulate this because I appreciate how everything is kind of categorized into into ingredient and utility of that ingredient mm. um three pounds lean stewing beef so i i don't guys i don't have stew beef here i like literally was like dear google how do you say stewing beef in spanish went to the butcher and was like do you have this and they were like no it's argentina use our beautiful meat selection." I <laughs> yeah, use like... the... so i got this like gorgeous pork loin it was like uh or not pork loin hello loin mm. tenderloin i was like I'm sorry, like, this is just ex- not very expensive, but it's, like, delicious, and I felt bad, but I was like, oh, no, girl, this is delicious, <laughs> like, this is totally yeah.
2: good, so. That's
1: the nice thing about the recipe, though, is that you are using a really inexpensive cut of mm-hmm. meat, yeah. you know, and it comes out incredible, not to spoil the ending, not right. the spoil. <laughs> um, you know, it, like, I think that's something that's really, really nice when you can actually, uh, Basically, afford to buy all the ingredients in, yeah. in the recipe. You know, mm-hmm. it's not you know asking you to spend thirty dollars just on yes. you know eight ounces of of prime you know filet mignon. and and so that was one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, all all the ingredients were were combined really, really inexpensive. You know, um, especially when you're only buying one carrot.
0: Right. Okay. Carrot. Well, hold on. Sorry. Sorry. One sliced carrot. How, Julia?
1: I don't know if maybe where she grew up, they carrots were just a rarity. <laughs> you know, they you didn't have, like, sliced. like the entire village just had three <laughs> carrots. Yeah, you get
2: you one a carrot a year. Carrot. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I but, used three
1: carrots. Yeah, I... Sorry. <laughs> I regret not using more because yeah. I felt like mm-hmm. the, you know, the meat to carrot ratio I knew going in was completely off because... You know, one carrot for serving six people is kind of an absurd. Yeah, <laughs> but it's got to yeah. not
0: be a side. It's not. It it can't. It has to be just like a garnish. It's like a, It's like an aromatic mm. or something. It's got to not be the matter. The, yeah, main, or it, be yeah. yeah. Also, for how specific she is with what utensil to use th- to remove the bacon with. How do you cut the carrot and one sliced onion? How do you cut the onion? Like,
2: mm, I don't like dice, you know, like, chop, dice chopped. Dice, mm-hmm.
0: chopped. I did planks like. Mm. carrot planks because I like that but also like I'm I'm sure because it may be the 60s it might have been medallions like who knows yeah I did
2: the coins medallions the coin that's the word I'm Mm. looking for yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: medallion is like medallion (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah whatever all right um we need like a snob button where it's like (laughs) (laughs) um okay salt pepper flour great and then it tells you to um sprinkle the flower like brown the vegetables and then this is where we brown the beef so sprinkle the flour toss over the beef toss it lightly um and then you set the casserole in an oven that's been preheated to 450 so this was I think really interesting you're supposed to take the beef brown it or no you're supposed to you're you're on the stovetop browning stuff with your your vegetables and your bacon whatever then you pick it up You move it to the oven, toss the flour in, and then you, you know, like, so I I don't know. I just thought that, like, going from stovetop to oven Mm -hmm. might not have been super necessary.
2: Mm. But I did
0: it. I round the meat that, you know, I tossed it. It got kind of a crust, which is exactly what it's supposed to do. But I thought that it was an interesting you know moving from the stovetop to the oven i thought was kind of interesting choreography hmm. um, that i've never done before if i've if i've ever braised something i always braise it in my dutch oven on the stovetop right but yeah um and then it says 3 cups of full bodied young red wine um such a so she had suggested wines earlier in the recipe she had suggested basically like a cheap burgundy or um a Chianti, so Dave, you used Chianti, right? Oh no, Cote de used.
1: So I I went with the Chianti. Um, oh, okay. And uh, yeah, one she recommends Cote de is one one of the ones I think uh, earlier on, and um, it was kind of interesting because at the opening for the recipe, I don't think Chianti's referenced, and then oh yeah, like, uh, yeah like, all I'll of a sudden I'll it kind of springs it. in on you. Um, yep. So that's what I ended up uh, going with, and in true Julia fashion i i drank alongside while uh, <laughs> while cooking it which was an interesting thing to do just because i think i started this at like 10 a.m or something um, <laughs> because it, ta- it, t- it takes a while you know like yeah, the actual coo- i mean it's a commitment the the active time is not that bad at all but That's true. the you know the the long-term kind of cooking time uh, definitely lasts for a while and so yeah. um but yeah it, i think using the the kind of cheaper wine um was probably a good idea um you know, I, again, I I think this recipe kind of lends itself to being, you know, inexpensive. Uh, It doesn't have to be, you know, super expensive, but you definitely, I could see people using super pricey wines in this um, in hopes that it might add, you know, additional flavor. And I'd be interested in maybe trying like side by side.
0: Well, okay. So no, I can tell you that because I went to a, this is another like issue of being in Argentina. Like our wine is really good, like quality and like Flavor is very bold. And so the cheapest Burgundy-esque wine that I could get at my, like, literally, like, 7-Eleven corner store. It's not a 7-Eleven, but whatever. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I walked in there and I, like, went to the Siete cheap... Anse. Siete Anse. Siete Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked... I just, like, went to the cheapest, like, red, young, Burgundy-ish type of, of wine. I got it. It was a Bernarda. And I, like, 2018 Banarda. And I brought it home, and I would like, somebody was like, oh, that's a good bottle, like, because, like, chatty Argentines. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, like, I don't want a good wine. I want, like, a crappy wine. <laughs> so I, well, I drank some, and I was like, tastes like a good Banarda. Okay, fine. So it says, like, okay, you need three cups of a full-bodied Young Red, which was disappointing to me because it was, like, three actual cups. And so then, like, I... I was like, oh, I want to drink along with m- making my bouffe bourguignon. You know? And I had like, you know, two fingers of a wine. <laughs> I was like, ah. it was good. And then two to three cups of, of uh, beef stock or canned beef bouillon. So I used, we don't have um, beef stock like you would get out of a carton. So I used like the bouillon and I made three cups of bouillon, uh, of, of beef stock using that, um, like dried beef bouillon cubes. But the... What ended up happening was that I think that my, my wine was too full-bodied. It was too acidic. It was too flavorful so that when we actually ended up eating it, we had kind of a diverse reaction. Like our our tummies hurt. We were like, oh, this is way too acidic. Like the, the, mm. co- the concentration of the wine flavors was just too, too strong. And so it was delicious. Again, spoiler. But we needed Tums like immediately. And it was just like we had this very averse sour tummy. Um, but I have to get to the, okay, then there's like more ar- aromatic tomato paste, thyme, bay leaf, garlic, your b- blanched bacon, rind, and then 18 to 24 small white onions. Did you guys, what no. do you think that was? So, <laughs> so
1: I yeah. like, I, I love um, like beef stews and, you know, like m- kind of meat and potato and roasted vegetable type dishes and everything. And I have never understood the appeal um, of those little ass onions. Pearl I don't onions. get it. Oh, yeah. Dave, I, I prefer are, term little ass. Onions, we are not so. on the I same
2: page know. with that one.
1: Oh, I, well, I definitely want to hear. I love
2: pearl yeah. onions, but please continue. <laughs> please continue.
1: <laughs> they, I just feel like it, like these little baby eyeballs that are in your, <laughs> in your food that, just don't, to me, add anything. I mean, I like, you know, we have, we have the sliced onion in there, right? So you have mm-hmm. that flavor. Um, I love, um, you know, slicing up, you know, green onions and putting it on top of food that I make. And, and so, so the, the flavor to me, you know, of adding that onion, um, you know, type family, great. But the, the little pearl onions, um, when you come across it in like a stew or in this type of dish to me, is just so unappealing. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely, that was the the biggest thing. I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Plus it's a whole like separate recipe you have to go to. Um, yeah, that's the tricky so thing. And so I was willing to do that for the mushrooms, which I'm glad <laughs> I did. Um, but but for the onions, I was just like, no, nah, I'm going to have yeah. to skip this
0: one. I agree with that. She The small white onions, I, I so I did it. I followed that recipe to the T, but the problem, we don't have small, we don't have pearl onions mm-hmm. here. So I found the tiniest onion like I went to my farmer's market and was just like excuse me can I buy you the smallest onion you have times 18 and they were like what the fuck are you talking about you Yankee and I was just like yeah. okay I, I and I kept like holding my finger up like like to like I was like little chiquitito onion. <laughs> and they were like okay you crazy lady so I got like 12 tiny onions after going to multiple vendors oh Literally, wow I was like yeah they were like ma'am <laughs> Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Like you. So are... how
1: how big did they end up being?
0: Mine ended up being probably golf ball size, so they were little. Yeah, that's a, I mean that's, that's, a, big, that's a big for a pearl though. onion. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's yeah. not a pearl onion. Yeah. It's right. Just, like, it's... As, yeah. as much as I could do. But yeah. the problem is, in order for me to like have it cook through, yeah, I had to cut them, and so yeah. then they just became, pardon this usage of this yeah. word, but like kind of these like flaccid little Ugh. yucky like <laughs>
2: yeah just
1: petals no, of right.
0: onion. like I don't want this so it didn't actually offer anything however my mom found pearl onions cooked it exactly and she was like it was awesome it was amazing would definitely recommend and so I thought that was really interesting Mm. um and then the mushrooms, yeah, I, I cooked the mushrooms per her instructions, too. So it's really interesting. She's, like, citing other recipes in her recipe. She's, like, mm-hmm, for more on that. Like, it reminds me in, like, academia when I'm reading something and they're, like, uh, Sullivan buker in, pro- in in press. And you're, like, oh, okay, you're citing your own stuff? I see it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I like that. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. And then, so, but yeah, the, the instructions are really user-friendly. Um, I don't really like having to flip to another recipe, but Totally, totally get how she did that. It saves a lot of space and it's purely recommendation. Um, but Maddie, you did something. Did I, before we get to, yeah, I think this is it. Dave, do you have anything else to say about the ingredients for the traditional one before we get to Maddie's creative interpretation? No. Okay. No? I, I
1: think that's
0: All right. So, Maddie, you did something special.
2: Yes. With well, this recipe. I would not say it's creative because really I'm just following the instant pot fad of, um, (laughs) you know, just making things in like half the time or less really. So um, I, when you mentioned that you were going to make beef bourguignon, I was like, you know, I have Melissa Clark's instant pot cookbook. I've seen this recipe in there. I have not done it. So I was like, I'm going to do it. So, I mean, I think the main difference. And I looked at, when I compared the two recipes, really the only two things that were different were the amount of time it took. I think it it was 40 minutes, basically. Um, That's incredible. Yeah.
0: As compared to the four hours that I think it raises for us. Right. Right? Isn't that how long it took? Yeah, three to four hours braising time in the oven after you do probably around 35 to 40 like active yeah prep, i would say i time. probably
2: did like 45 minutes maybe of like active like browning and the cooking mm-hmm. the mushrooms and the onions um and carrots and all of that but basically oh, carrot ca- yes <laughs> yeah, carrot.
1: Carrot.
2: <laughs> i'm pretty sure i added more carrots because i was like i know i like carrots and i don't want just one carrot <laughs> um but yeah, the main difference was the time. Obviously, it was a lot faster, and then the liquid. It was only two oh. cups of wine and no broth, um, which oh. surprised me. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it is—it is ostensibly a stew. Like it is.
2: Let me just make sure, because I honestly couldn't really believe that. But I'm. I'm... <laughs> Maybe
0: you ignored the part of the. No, of I know. Me. I'm
2: like, did I just like skip that? But no, I'm looking at it now, and I really it doesn't have. It's just red wine. Um, So, yeah. I mean, that was good because I did get a decent bottle of wine. I basically went to the wine shop by our apartment and was like, I'm making beef. And this was like a couple weeks or like a month ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. And so it was like mid-August and I was like I'm making (laughs) beef this. not the most summery dish but (laughs) yeah sorry about that
0: I'm I'm in the middle of winter and I'm like I need some
2: hearty
1: stew yeah
2: yeah but um and again with the instant pot it's nice because you don't have to turn on your oven and preheat it so your apartment doesn't just get like fully
1: it got very hot yeah exactly (laughs) It yeah
0: so hot for us too
2: (laughs) yeah so um Yeah, I got a decent wine because I knew I was going to drink, like, you know, half a bottle. So I was (laughs) like, okay. And I actually, um, again, I think I just am a late cook. Like, it was late. It was, like, dinner. I think we ate at, like, 10 p.m. or something. Um, Very Argentinian of us, I guess. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was – and I also like hadn't really eaten, so I was like drinking a lot of wine on a relatively empty stomach. I was like definitely drunk while doing this. Um, but... Hey, that's a
0: good that's a good rating system. Like can on the scale of one to yes. five, can do wasted <laughs> can like do. Is... having
2: half a bottle of wine on an empty stomach. Right. Confirmed. Um, so yeah, I mean it was like all the steps, like the browning of the meat and the cooking. Everything was the same. It was really just um the time that it like cooked was 40 minutes basically 20 that's incredible yeah 20 minutes high pressure and then 20 minutes like natural release or whatever um but my only thing is is i feel like the meat it was definitely good but i've had more tender meat before like it wasn't like exactly falling apart tender oh interesting yeah
1: yeah mine definitely was falling falling yeah. yeah I mean yeah. It, it was yeah. incredibly incredibly tender the the sauce was was very rich mm-hmm. um, we so I did it with um, uh, served some mashed potatoes with it because the recipe does recommend crucial that you pair it with something that's kind of um, almost a little bit more bland and kind yeah. of starchy and so um, so I made mashed potatoes and I actually kind of deliberately made them more bland I didn't, you know, a lot of times when I make mashed potatoes, I'll do like a garlic mashed potato and there's, you know, cream and butter and all mm-hmm. the, all this good stuff. So for this, I, I nix the garlic. I, you know, I basically just made it as simple of a mashed potato recipe as you probably could make, um, you know, so that the texture was really nice and, and, and there, but um, it would not, it would just be kind of a vessel to kind of pair with. Uh, what I assumed was going to be a, a very rich flavor, and it definitely was. I mean, it, it is yeah. a is a delicious, very rich, full-flavored um, f- meal. I had, uh, regrettably, I had uh, cut the recipe kind of in half when I, when I went to go do it because I basically was like, all right, this serves six people. Right. Um, I there's am, three of us. <laughs> I am, there's three of us. One is a small child and and one is a woman who barely eats and so <laughs> I did not want to have you know a massive amount of, of food uh, afterwards for you know leftover and so um so I cut essentially the the meat in half um so the the bacon and the and the beef uh I stayed with the one carrot cuz hey if you're if, if one said- carrot <laughs> is going to be <laughs> listed in recipe I mean, that's, that's precise, that, you know, right. that's, that's not by accident. And so you got to stick with that. Um, I, I definitely, and maybe it's because of the the drinking while, while cooking, but I definitely <laughs> uh, forgot to kind of cut everything else. So I, I did like all, I, all the liquids, everything else oh, was kind of the same. So essentially I just had half the meat uh, that I was supposed to have and everything else was kind of the same. Um, so in the end, I, I'm not sure if it was as rich it was so rich because I had kind of less meat to kind of, you know, absorb everything or um, if it would be exactly the same. I definitely plan on, on doing this again. Oh, good. Uh, it's, since it's it's cooling off, you know, it, it would be a great thing to make, um, especially more towards winter time. And I will certainly make the full yeah. batch because we ate the whole thing. That's In awesome. one sitting. <laughs> I mean, it was incredible. it was a long sitting. You know, we, we, yeah. we kind of marathoned it a little bit. And so, um, because it, it was incredible. I mean, everything turned out just so yeah. delicious. The mushrooms, I'm not a huge just mushroom on its own fan. Um, I You know, I like it as an ingredient. And so this is kind of perfect. But the way her separate recipe for the mushrooms uh, and the inclusion uh, within this recipe, I think, was perfect. It, yeah. it made, you know, these really like amazing kind of buttery bites um you know that picked up the sauce really well and so you know that just like a part of some of that with some of the beef you know a smidgen of carrot and some of the potatoes was just absolutely perfect
0: yeah i i definitely regret not having a starch with it like i was feeling super overwhelmed with the like because i was also trying to take notes like i have notes in front of me from like when i did it and like (laughs) i would be like it just says one sliced carrot. How? <laughs> and like wine. Cheap wine. Question mark. Um, My bacon has nipples on it. <laughs> um, Like, so I really regret not doing a starch because we ate kind of the the portion size that we normally would. But I think a starch would help mm. like augment the portion size a little bit. So you wouldn't Definitely. have so much of the rich meat and, and stuff. So like, Maddie, you did egg noodles. Mm-hmm dave you did yeah you did mashed potatoes potatoes. and i because another person that i heard from did um god like a farro like i was like i can't it can't be farro because maddie just talked about farro but i think it was a (laughs) farro and so honestly like ben this is time for like partner review but like ben was his first reaction was like this would be good on polenta like this needs something like you know, a little like bland, but like also kind of nutty and flavorful, like a polenta would be a good option, but definitely would recommend having it with something. Um, I also cooked, I made the gravy. I did all this stuff that she recommends and it's really involved. And so I was getting kind of tired by the end of the, of the exercise. Cause I was <laughs> just like, okay, my gravy's not thickening and then the beef, is the beef getting cold? No, okay, it's still in the juices and I'm like, okay, well, how do I serve it? And then I needed, you know, I was just feeling a little overwhelmed um, maybe because I didn't have the wine <laughs> that <y'all, laughs> yeah. like, I needed Once to you like you have the agno. wine,
2: you're like, it'll work out. Like, ah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it'll it's totally fine. like life's good. It's fine. Life's good,
0: it was totally fine. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think overall, like I guess it feels like a natural time to just like maybe review it because I think like on a scale scale of one to five one being like or one to one to five lardons one to, one to five like what <laughs> the fucker la- lardons um i was so the more lardons it,
1: the better we're saying the more
2: <laughs> lardons um i would say like a four like a are you saying like on like flavor and, and like process together well okay
0: actually that's a good idea we need to talk about rating system maybe we can make it up ourselves but like i was thinking like
1: I mean, it's our show, right? So it's our show, right? To do <laughs> yeah, we, you can want, make it, so. we can do
0: whatever we want. Okay, yeah. so maybe we'll have like separate rating systems. So, like, okay, on a scale of one to five, worth it to make on a weekend night, like one being like not worth it. Wait, yeah, is that what that is? That's a tough, yeah, like, negative. It's so, like <laughs> one being like don't like totally not worth don't it. Don't bother. Yeah, don't bother. Five mm-hmm. being like actually make it on a weekday, like easy. How how would you rate this?
1: So weekday or weekend?
0: Weekend. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, because I I things. don't feel this is yeah, yeah. this, this is I don't think is like a weekday no. at all. No. Yeah, and I I think I think part of the experience even is you know that slowing down and and doing all the steps and everything and it for it taking a while. So, um, but I to me I, I would say it, it's a five. Uh, oh, you know, definitely. I I think it's worth it. I think that mainly because it's the actual active time is not that bad right you know the actual number of steps and what you have to do is not super complicated um and i think that the yield is is fantastic and yeah. so um so I, yeah i i yeah i totally i mean i already said i i want to i want to make it again um in fact as we're talking about it i'm just like i could probably make it sooner I think, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rather than later because that's awesome uh, Hi, yeah sure. i enjoyed it so much yeah. maddie
2: Yes, totally agree. Five, for sure. I mean, the flavors are just so good, and it's so satisfying. And I would definitely want to make it not in the Instant Pot. I mean, the Instant Pot version was really good. um, Yeah. But, again, it wasn't... And maybe this was just my own skill, because also I think I got kind of lazy about the browning, and maybe if I had browned it more, it would have gotten more tender. Whatever. Mm. Uh, It definitely... Could have been the cut of meat. Yeah, that's true, too. I did um, – I guess I got beef chuck, maybe. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I don't know. It, I think I think it probably was just doing the shortcut of the Instant Pot is not going to – and it was a relatively quick cook time in the Instant Pot, too, like 20 mm-hmm. minutes. You know, it's not – yeah. that's fast. So I think that's I would nice. like to try cool the traditional way. Yeah. Um, next time but I mean it's just so classic and to me the pearl onions can't don't don't skimp on the pearl onions that's so funny all right, I'll,
1: I'll add them in for next time
2: you didn't no, even I'm have them at all
1: no I, I, I don't oh. want the baby eyeballs I didn't I did not like no, the idea so of,
2: good I, well mm. I have a I we've always had them at like Thanksgiving like my parents do like the creamed onion sort of dish so I've I've always liked them, you know, and they're very much connected to like nostalgia for me. Do you like um, cherry
0: tomatoes, Maddie? Yeah.
2: What? Oh my with God! Okay, tomatoes? this is Dave.
0: It's got to be a texture thing. I I, 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 I cannot eat a cherry tomato. What? If you can't. Hand- Ben knows this. He once put a cherry tomato in my salad. Like thought I saw that he did this. I bit into it and I burst into tears. I hate it so much. Oh my god, I can't do it. It's the eyeball. It's the like. It's the bite and then the tss of the juice. Like I can't do. I I have to like freeze my grapes. I have to like blueberries need to be like perfect. Have like perfect turgor. Like there can be no,
2: or yeah, like
0: turgor. Tur- yeah, turger, that's right? bizarre. Well, yeah, you're missing out yeah.
2: because cherry tomatoes, all those things are really good. I feel yeah, like sorry I mean, for you,
1: honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, you <laughs> like I'm fine tricks. with every. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll use them for like machetta and stuff like that. And no, so, no, no, um,
0: you're... no. No, no, no. I will eat a cherry tomato
2: once it's been cut. A whole cherry it's, tomato. But it's not, not is whole. Issue. It's like, it's the baby eyeball analogy. You could cut the pearl after you cook it. Right. half. Right, like I will it. do that.
0: No, I will it's do like that. It's like doing that surgery.
1: It's the smallest thing you've ever worked
0: on Whatever. I, I'm i going to – sorry, let me rate it. I am rating <laughs> it as a four with a TUM asterisk, with a TUMs <laughs> for an asterisk because I think that like it's totally doable for a weekend meal, like definitely like a Saturday – start at Saturday afternoon. Um, I just think that I need to, you know, change some parts of the recipe to have it fit a little bit better for like a, I also like, I kind of forgot that she talks about it's a buffet. Like, I think that that's kind of a great idea. Like whenever we can have friends over again, it's perfect for a dinner party. You, you set it, you literally forget it. You can do like all your, your other prepping. And then you don't really need to do much other, other things unless you want to. Um, technique wise, I think it was very simple like on a scale of like one being like too too hard you need to go to culinary school to five being like you can just pick up the recipe and read it and follow it i think it's probably a five right
1: yeah i mean it was it was shockingly simple i think yeah. just based on that kind of mystique that um you know we talked about at the beginning you know it's right i i did not think going in that this is going to use kind of the most basic of skills um you know it, it's it's some simple slicing yeah. I mean uh, other than just some of that um, ambiguity for you know some of the things that we talked about earlier on where we weren't exactly sure all right when I'm slicing the onion how you know wide or should the slices be yeah um, I always kind of default to especially for something like that just as thin as I can get them right it's but like that's that not It's a the deal good breaker. fellas
2: yeah
1: no no not at all it's mm. that good fella's like um, slicing the garlic with, <laughs> with, with the... the razor blade while you're that's in prison so thing good. just so it dissolves and all Um, We
0: were in prison during lockdown, so this is (laughs) (laughs) very
1: very much so. And I I eat like I'm in prison.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that. So, okay. So it sounds like overall we would rate this five out of five, you know, the average between the two rating systems, we would like maybe a 4.75, like it would definitely recommend to people, definitely doable, um, definitely worth the length of time for us, especially because there's so little you have to do maintenance wise, like once you set it in there.
1: Yeah. And it, and it was just delicious. I mean, yeah, it, you it was know, delicious. It like, it, yes. I've made lots of recipes that are are easy and, you know, um, user friendly and, you know, and, and all that that are not great. Yeah. You know, right. and then, you know, this um, again, we're sitting here talking about it and my, um, my brain is, is elsewhere, basically food shopping and, awesome. and meal planning and, and prepping and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, Because it's, yeah, it's, it's delicious and it's, it's comfortable. Yeah, it is. It is like the quintessential, I think, just like wintry, pour yourself a a nice big glass of red wine to go with it um, and just enjoy kind of that, that warm embrace that, that this meal gives you, you know, it is, um, it's something that really should, I think, be enjoyed, kind of slowed down a little bit. And, um, you know, the, the buffet thing I think is, is nice just because, um, you know that communal at- atmosphere and everything, and, and the sharing. But I don't, I don't want to share this with anybody. i it mm-hmm. all myself. It was really good.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm just well, desperate for human interaction outside of my husband and <laughs> my dog. I guess that's not human, but like, yeah, it's just like, what would like somebody else in my life <laughs> I can share this? Yeah,
2: with. it's sad. I mean, like I was saying, you know, I think for a lot of people who enjoy home cooking, I feel like cooking for others is like half of the joy of it if not more you know and so I think it's been hard not being able to have friends in your home and cook something and hear all the compliments about how good it is and stroke that (laughs) ego (laughs) but you know it's like creative it's a creative outlet that you
0: can do where you can do something that is you know, your own. And it came from your heart yeah. and it came from your hands. And it's something that you want to share with people.
2: And it's so satisfying I, knowing yeah. that you made so something that, that people enjoy and like they yeah. feel cared for. And I think that's what this recipe is for sure. I exactly. think it really, like you said, it like wraps people in that loving embrace. And it's like, yeah, it's but like... I was a
0: little embarrassed because I bit into it and I was like, oh, <gasps> My stomach hurts and I look over at and he was like yeah my stomach hurts too and I was like no uh, yeah I can't experience this loving embrace because we're grabbing like, a bottle of tubs yeah well but we just know I know what to do differently like that's the thing yeah. that I'm excited to try again mm-hmm. like I think I'm gonna make this when I go back to the states in December and like mm-hmm. totally. you know have that be a like wintry Maybe mm-hmm. like a New Year's Eve. Can, doesn't this sound like a New Year's Eve? Mm-hmm. Like have a warm belly, sit next to a fire, go to bed.
2: Yes, I don't know.
0: I think it just sounds so nice. So I did get I did get some feedback, and I was referring to it a little bit throughout the episode. But like the main thing that I got from from my mom. So this is like Stephanie segment. Mm-hmm. She's like this is not for six people you have this is definitely for 12 people mm-hmm. because the portion size should be smaller based on how rich it is mm-hmm. but the other thing is that um you she's like you have to have it with a starch which is the thing that i also agree yeah. with yeah um but she's like yeah definitely she, it froze really well she actually took it um took it on vacation and she, it froze really well and reheated super well oh nice um, I actually think I might make it a day in advance because I also really loved the leftovers that we
2: had. Yeah, yeah, agree. I found
0: myself, like, making lunch, but then picking out the boof burger, <laughs> Like, I'll, like, make a salad or something <laughs> for lunch, and then I'll, like, grab a piece of boof burger for the fridge, and I'm like, just eat this, Grace. Like, so just have good. it for
2: lunch.
1: <laughs> so I, I was really curious about would it freeze because yeah. – um, and, and so I'm excited to, to hear – that it works for her um i'm also excited that she takes her food on vacation It yeah. yeah. seems like a nice <laughs> yeah yes. i mean yes. we work really hard on our food so it'd be nice yeah. to treat them for yeah. uh, a nice trip somewhere but <laughs> i <laughs> i i also was wondering with the leftovers when i was <laughs> devouring it uh, and again i i, I just want to really emphasize i cut everything in half i cut the meat in half so i did not eat Six servings worth of meat. You didn't eat three pounds uh, of meat? You didn't eat pounds of meat in, for first. Yeah, no, I ate, we ate one and a half pounds of meat basically. Um, and I, I think I did the bulk of that, but um, I, I was thinking, I was like, this could as a leftover, um, could also make for like a really nice, like French dip type of um mm-hmm. sandwich, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. you have these beautiful chunks of meat with all this flavor and everything, right? right? Yep. And we've said, I mean, countless times you need like that starch kind of balance with it. Mm-hmm. And so putting this on a good like crusty roll
0: yeah.
1: um, and either taking some, reserving some of the sauce um, and almost like, it's might be sacrilegious as I'm kind of thinking it out, but almost like watering it down a little bit to make mm-hmm. that kind of dip for, for later um, could be really good or just kind of reserving it and using it as, as almost like a barbecue sauce type thing on the mm-hmm. sandwich. Uh, I feel like that, when I make this again, is something I really want to try because it, it seemed like, you know, instead of having that full, huge meal, you know, for leftovers, that as, as like a little leftover sandwich might be really, really good.
0: Yeah, the creative potential is that. Maddie, didn't you say something about tacos when we talked about this? Yeah,
1: I oh, did.
2: Yeah. I made tacos with it. It was great, I, you know. like yeah. Obviously, the flavor profile is a little bit different than what you would normally put in a taco, but I mean, you know, it's basically. Yeah, it's, like, the same – it's the same concept, just a little bit different. Yeah.
0: Flavor, and then, like, but... if you want to cook it next time, you might not add the thyme. You could add a Mexican oregano. Right, yeah. Or, like, yeah, totally. you know, add – instead of the – I don't know. I think that – I. the other thing is, like, I was kind of thinking about maybe switching the proportions of, of red wine and beef broth a little bit. Like, not adding so much red wine – cutting back on that a little bit, adding more beef broth, but that's, there's so much potential for this and I really, really, really recommend it. I'm so glad that you guys liked it as much as I did. Um, Well, I think this is like a nice way to, nice place to wrap up. Um, So for, I really want to hear back from, you know, audience feedback. So try and get your feedback to us um, every Friday so that we can incorporate it into the into the podcast um but so the recipe that we're going to be tackling next week is actually um a david chang recipe so his book just came out um that talks about his you know personal struggles and and triumphs and also some of his his career and i think that he's a really fascinating um very 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 obviously talented chef so we're gonna do a momofuku recipe for his pork steam bun pork steam buns um, so I hope that the audience can try this out and send us your feedback. Um, you can email us at too many at gmail.com and that's T W O many at gmail.com. And we can talk about that next week on, um, the David Chang episode. All right. Well guys, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thanks Grace. This thank was you. a lot of fun. Was,
0: oh, I'm so glad. Well, I'm excited. So we'll talk next week about um, David Chang. And thank you all for listening to Too Many Cooks. Eat well, be well, and don't forget to preheat your oven.
2: We were going through like one time we ate like a full package of bacon in a day between the two of us. Maybe more. And we were like, honestly, this has gotten a little out of hand. (laughs)